Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm, the absolute best and easiest way to host your podcast and get paid for it by running ads just like these. And take it from me, I've hosted at least seven of my podcasts on Anchor.fm. I recommend it to every show on our network. And other hosts are going to charge you upwards of $100 every year just to run your podcast on their host. Anchor.fm does it for free. So go check out Anchor.fm for more information. The Cyberpunk Lorecast is now brought to you by our awesome patrons at patreon.com slash cyberpunk lorecast. Everyone who supports the show gets episodes early and an ad-free experience. Plus, it's pay what you want. It starts at $3 a month, and you can pay more if you'd like. Go check it out, patreon.com slash cyberpunk lorecast. Robots Radio presents... The Cyberpunk... Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where style is just as important as substance. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore, news, and gameplay of the cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds. I'm your host, Robots. Hey there, cyberpunks. Welcome back to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. I'm your host, Tom or Robots, as usual. And this week, we are diving into all of the known factions that will be in Cyberpunk 2077. I did an episode a few episodes ago about the Moxes, who were revealed just a few weeks back. And since then, there has been a torrent of new information about a variety of different factions released by CD Projekt Red on the Cyberpunk official Twitter account. and. I figured it was a good time to go through and talk about each of those factions and what we may or may not get to see in Cyberpunk 2077. So that's the main focus of this episode. Also, I did a poll on the Cyberpunk Lorecast Twitter account asking how far you would go with augmenting your own body. And at the end of the episode, I'm going to go over the results of that. Very surprising. I was very surprised at... The number of people who are okay with going full Borg. Uh, I thought that was very interesting. So stay tuned for that. We'll hit that at the end of the episode. But let's get on to the different factions that are coming to Cyberpunk 2077. Now, there is a wonderful post on Reddit where a user who goes by the name, uh, let me pull it up here, Reddit, Reddit, Marcado, something like that. Uh, posted a a post where they combined all of the different Twitter mentions into one image. So if you're interested in taking a look at all of those those things without having to dig back through Twitter, that's a good place that you can go. It's currently on the list in the subreddit for Cyberpunk 2077. Um, that's actually r slash cyberpunk game. And I guess it's not just 2077, but that's the the big news on that channel, of course. So let's go into the different factions. Of course, we mentioned the Moxes last time. And just to recall, the Moxes were all about defending sex workers and making sure that 
they uh, are not mistreated by their clients and by the system that they work for. Um, we, <laughs> I, I had some notes on the last cyberpunk episode about some of this other, some of the other darker sides of, of this content and have had a, a, a very nice correspondence with uh, a fan of the show who thanked me for my handling of this kind of content, but did mention that it would be um, extra beneficial to give little warnings before we go into anything like that. So in the future, I will do a better job of trying to make sure that you are aware if we will be treading into especially dark kinds of content that may be triggering for certain types of people. Wonderful, wonderful uh, recommendation and something that I have remembered to do on other podcasts and I just it didn't occur to me as I was going through the content. I think partly because the cyberpunk universe is just dark i think uh and this is an excuse for it it's it's more of an explanation but if you're going to be diving into cyberpunk especially when it comes to cyberpunk 2077 playing it on a computer screen or on your tv and going through the what now we know will be absolutely mature rated content then be aware that you're going to end up seeing or being a part of situations that are very, very adult. So if that's something that just isn't for you, then it's probably a good time to bail on this. Maybe, maybe don't get the game <laughs> just, just so you know. Um, and that's totally okay because sometimes this, this kind of content just isn't for everybody and we all live different lives. So, so that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, so let's get back to the factions. Uh, the Moxes, we've already gone over, and I'm going to hit these in no particular order. Um, the next one is the Animals, uh, and they're described here as an aggressive street fighting gang from West Pacifica that eschews the use of traditional cyberware. Instead, they use ultra-testosterone and animal supplements like growth hormones. They're animalistic at heart and dangerously proud of who they are. And you can tell by the logo, uh, all of these logos are worth che checking out. Um, I, they also released on the official Instagram page for, for Cyberpunk 2077 a uh, image where they've taken kind of a wall and all of these logos and they're all over the, the wall. I also put that out on my, my Twitter account as well. So if you want to go take a look at that, you'll see all the different logos. And the animals has a shield-like shape in the background. The coloring is yellow with black and then white on top of that and there's a beast in the front of the image front and center it looks like the fangs of a large beast whether it's a wolf or a bear something like that and this is interesting because we're going to see a lot of augments we're going to see a lot of technology in cyberpunk but to have a faction that is against that but is into supplementing their own bodies with growth hormones. Can you imagine the kinds of things that are potentially happening with those bodies? Uh, we know of in our real world, we know when you inject too much testosterone into a person, they become very aggressive, but they also build extremely large amounts of muscle in a way that is unnatural. I'm sure we're going to see some really interesting and maybe even grotesque examples of people from this faction who have gone a bit too far in this direction. Next we have the Kang Tao. The Kang Tao is a young Chinese company specializing in smart gun technology. 
and security services. It's making its way to the top of the weapon industry at a tremendous pace thanks to bold choices, courageous strategy, and government backing. Interesting stuff here, too, because we have, in a lot of cases in the cyberpunk world, you have these large corporations who are really pulling the strings. And as a reminder, these corporations are as powerful or, or more powerful than individual nations. This is the way the world has become. And here you have a young up and coming company that's seeking to be part of that milieu. Is that the right word uh, to be up at that, that level? And their logo here is an orange color, and it's very simple. It has some uh, Chinese lettering and then Kang Tao and then some more Chinese lettering underneath it. Very simple, much more corporate looking, less graphically interesting than some of these other gang factions. And this seems like the kind of story element that is going to be driving things in the game. And, and again, I'm just speculating. I haven't played the game. I don't know exactly how these things are going to play out. But you have kind of an underdog, up-and-coming company like this. And I get the sense, smart weapons, bold choices, they are going to be driving some significant story bits of the things that we're going to see in the game. I bet they're... They're tri and I'm just speculating here again. I bet they've got uh, kind of a foot in both worlds is what I would expect. Government backing, cyber stuff, but then probably some bold choices. Now, it also says here, courageous strategy. Courageous strategy. What could that mean? I don't know. Courage. Courage is an interesting topic and an interesting idea. They're courageous. Does that mean that they are a positive influence and are going to be taking on some of the more manipulative and negative corporations? I think we're going to have to see. We're just going to have to see. All right. Next up, we have the Valentinos. And it says here, according to their post, one of Night City's largest gangs, the Valentinos are bound by a strong moral code and century-old traditions, controlling swaths of predominantly Latino areas of Haywood. They treat values such as honor, justice, and brotherhood with deadly seriousness. And if it didn't say Latino here, then I would have assumed that this is more mafia-esque. This was more Italian, but it looks like it's more Latin. It's more Latin American kind of influenced culture. and probably has very similar roots to something like the mafia. You have things like honor, justice, brotherhood. It may also have something to do with a more militant attitude. Things like honor and justice seem to bring about this idea of control through doing the right thing at whatever costs. And of course, these are all gangs, so they're going to be somewhat militant. But there's something there's something going on with that. You look at the logo and it has a very stylized V sitting in what looks like a bouquet of roses with some rose petals falling. So I have a feeling that this gang is going to be very interesting in the sense that they're going to have some very 
atmospheric and artistic and cultural qualities from the Latino culture, but are also going to be very bold. And I don't know. It seems like one of those groups that you just don't mess with a member, because if you miss mess with a member, it's a brotherhood and you mess with all of the members, <laughs> that kind of thing. And the honor of the situation is that if you mess with one of them, then everyone it's their honor and they bring about justice by bringing you down. That's the kind of mood I get from this one. All right. Next, we have a Japanese gang called the Tiger Claws, T-Y-G-E-R Claws. And it says here, Tiger Claws is a gang of Japanese origin and a stylistic influence located in Japantown. They're ruthless and violent in practice and intimidating in appearance. Katanas, street bikes, and luminous tattoos are their trademarks. I love the idea of luminous tattoos. I think that is a really, really cool idea. And the logo here is a very stylized tiger face in kind of a pinkish red color with a black, very stylized Japanese fonts. And then underneath that, it says tiger claws. And the S in claws is white. I don't know why that is. Maybe that represents the glowing of the, the tattoos. There is also a little bit of white in and around some of the Japanese lettering. So this makes me think of anime. This makes me think of specifically, and I'm going, I'm going way back here, Akira, the motorcycle gangs from Akira, katanas, motor, street bikes, motorcycle gangs. I don't remember there being luminous tattoos in Akira, but this idea that these are cyber tattoos, these are things that you can put underneath your skin that glow rather than just create a pigment. I have a feeling these guys are going to be very intimidating and it sounds like they are kind of ninja oriented. I would expect them to be ruthless and violent in practice and intimidating as it notes, but in ways that are maybe subversive. I'm not really sure, but drawing on those kinds of influences, we might have something like that. We might have people who are quick and hard to track down. As with all of the information that I put out there in these episodes, I'd love to hear back some of your feedback on what your thoughts are about these gangs and which ones you're most interested in seeing in the game. And I, I'm also curious in the game with the way things play out, if you can, I guess, make decisions to align yourself more with one than another. And if that's the case, which one would you go with? So we're going to take a quick break. I'll be back after this little housekeeping part of the show and we're going to go over the rest of the gangs and the results on our poll so stay tuned all of the podcasts on robots radio are sponsored by gamefly and loot crate so check out the show notes for the links for gamefly you can get a free month of whatever game or movie rentals you want that's a free month you can sign up right now just click the link in the show notes and you can get whatever games or movies you want free shipping all that for a month 30 days of whatever games or movies you want you can return them whenever you want and then just check out the next one so if you want to get access to whatever the new games are for free check out the link in the show notes also 
15% off Loot Crate. If you're interested in Loot Crate, getting a bunch of swag to put on your desk, shirts to wear, things to put on your walls of video games, movie characters, all sorts of cool stuff. Check out the link in the show notes and use the code ROBOTSRADIO to get 15% off. Make sure you use the links in the show notes so they know we sent you. In a world where solid-state electronics and vacuum tubes are still meta, people never stop loving atomic-powered everything. A chosen 500 stepped inside a subterranean vault to be spared the nuclear horror of the inevitable Great War. 25 years later, they emerge after the fallout settles to retake Appalachia. Among them, two former rivals whose blood feud will tear West Virginia apart in their epic struggle for survival. Chad, a vault bro who has a strength of 15, an intelligence of 2, and is a complete wasteland dickhead. Simon, a complicated anti-hero who chooses light and hope, but accidentally becomes a cannibal and wakes up naked and afraid with a Scorch Beast Queen after a date goes terribly wrong. What? I mean, it's a wild wasteland, right? This dark humor radio drama will have you driving off the road and crawling out from under the fallout. Two men. One wasteland. And so many nukes. Chad, a Fallout 76 podcast, rated R. Now streaming on your holotape player podcasty thing. All right, Cyberpunks, thank you again for tuning into the show. And I can't. I can't thank you guys enough for listening and being here and being part of this community. It is beginning to grow. I have seen more and more people pop into the discord who are interested in cyberpunk. So that is awesome. I've also noticed that this podcast is now ranking for top gaming podcasts in the Apple podcasts directory. And I don't exactly understand how that works, but I think it's based something around number of listens and number of ratings and reviews and that kind of thing. And we are now we're now listed in the U.S. among other countries as well. So there's a bunch of uh, listings and uh, also in Spotify. So we've been ranking now for top video game podcasts in both places. So thank you to you because you are what makes that happen. So anything you guys can do to help this continue to grow would be extremely, extremely appreciated because it really just comes down to you guys. So thank you to every one of you who has told a friend or left a rating or review on Apple podcasts or whatever podcatcher you listen to. All of that helps. I don't have any new ones to read out this week, but if you do leave a five-star review on Apple podcasts with some words, you'll get read out on a future episode of the show. And other than that, just helping spread the word. And you're welcome to hit me up at Cyberpunk Lore on Twitter. I'd love to chat with you guys. And I'm posting images and polls and all sorts of fun stuff on there. And any any other way that you guys think we can 
get together and talk about this stuff and kind of nerd out about it. I am all about it. I also stream regularly at twitch.tv slash robots radio. This is on the robots radio network. I do a number of different lore cast shows on the network. So if you like this, you may be interested in the fallout lore cast or the elder scrolls lore cast or the dungeons and dragons lore cast. If you're a tabletop player. So there's a bunch of other shows you can check out robotsradio.net. So come be a part of the community. That's why I do this building a community of people who can just nerd out about these awesome topics, hang out together, play games together and just have a great time. So, Come check that stuff out. And now let's get back to the rest of the episode. So our next faction is another weapons dealer, another weapons manufacturer, actually. And you've probably heard of Militech. Militech's been around for a while. And it says here that everyone in Night City knows that Militech equals one of the largest manufacturers of weapons and military vehicles in the world. They've worked closely with American military and police agencies for years, providing high-grade weaponry and training. Now, they haven't noted in this post words, I guess I should say, they haven't phrased this in a way that's as personal as some of the other posts that they've, they've shared. It seems more like this is a background to some of the events that will be happening. And again, I'm speculating based on a very little bit of amount of information that has been shared so far. They didn't note any specific individuals. They didn't note any cultural influence other than this has been connected to the American military and police agencies. So I have a feeling when we're going to be seeing military, military stuff, Militech stuff, specifically in the military and police agencies is going to be just kind of part of the background. When you see soldiers, when you see police officers, they will most likely be using Militech gear. When we pick up gear from those individuals, when we get in conflicts with them, chances are that's going to be Militech gear. Now, whether that plays a bigger role in the storyline or not, I'm not really sure, but it feels more like a giant entity that's kind of in the background. But I would love to be wrong about that. I would love to find out more about Militech and who's actually pulling the strings and how deeply they are connected with the American government and other governments around the world and maybe even some of the gangs. Now, speaking of gangs, we've got another gang to note here. And if you remember some of the footage that was shared, then you will remember having seen the Voodoo Boys. The Voodoo Boys are an enigmatic gang from Pacifica. They aren't just net runners devoted to uncovering the secrets of the old net and behind the black wall. They're also edge runners, breaking every rule there is to break and programming viruses that can freeze neural networks. So it sounds to me that if you are a net runner type who is into kind of a more, I don't know, Caribbean feel, maybe, then the Voodoo Boys might be up your alley. The Voodoo Boys logo is, again, stylized in a very, I would say, Caribbean-esque kind of, kind of font. If It's not even really a font. It's almost very freehand. The Voodoo is written with O's that look more like diamonds with asterisks in the middle. And Boys is written out in a, a similar kind of edgy script. And underneath that, you have what looks like an underline, but it's actually two snakes with their tongues sticking out. Snakes usually symbolize something subversive 
something that has a lot of sounds in it. I noticed that when I said subversive. Uh, you've got snakes here, which makes me think that they are slippery. They are venomous. And maybe that's a good symbol for the voodoo boys hacking in and slipping into the net and and uncovering the secrets of the old net and behind the black wall. This also sounds interesting. This is, I don't know, I, I can't recall specific instances of them talking about the old net and the black wall before. That's an issue that I would love to delve into in a future episode. And I hope that that is further explored in in the games. Because something called the old net has got to be an interesting source of information and things to dig up about the past of cyberpunk. Second to last on the list, we have 6th Street. It says, Founded by veterans of the Fourth Corporate War tied to the helplessness of the NCPD, 6th Street was meant to serve and protect the community of Vista del Rey. Today, their interpretation of the law and bringing justice to the city, and that's in quotes, is questionable and self-serving. And again, we get a really cool logo that might be hinting at some of the personality and the mood of what's going on here. In the center, we have, in a very official-looking font, a big six with wings on the side and a crown on top, a sixth with a TH in, in a smaller font to the right. And it's, a, it's kind of a golden yellow on top of a royal blue color. It looks very military or very police. But around that, we have barbed wire. And all of this is sitting on a red and white striped banner with a skull at the bottom. With these green intense eyes. And around that, some military stars. I think what this logo is hinting at is probably spot on for the 6th Street gang. And maybe gang is the right term, because it seems here that you have a group of militaristic or police-focused individuals who have taken things too far, who are now subverted. They are no longer holding up the law. They are pushing their law. And those are two very different things. One becomes serving justice in a bigger sense for the benefit of society, the other ends up serving your own interests. Now, I can't imagine this faction being considered a faction that is closer to the, to the good side of things. And as with almost all of these, they're all going to be gray. This is all shades of gray. But some of them are a little bit lighter gray, and some of them are a little bit darker gray. I have a feeling this is a little bit on the darker side. You have somebody like the Moxes who are standing up for the rights of sex workers. And although sex work itself is a very debated topic and some people would consider to be a very, a very uh, amoral discipline, standing up for their rights and standing up for the protections of people can be a very good thing. So it's gray, but it probably skews a little bit on the, the better side of gray. Or at least that's my assumption there. Something like 6th Street seems to be have started out a little bit on the, the lighter side and 
has descended into the darker side of the gray. Maybe that's a good way to, to describe that. Now, the last of these that has been released on the official Twitter account is a big one, Arasaka Corporation. And we know Arasaka from the previous cyberpunk games. They are a family firm from Japan. They're known for providing corporate security, banking, and legal services. One of the most influential mega corporations in 2077, their weapons and vehicles are among the most sought after by police and security forces. Arasaka has a big history in the cyberpunk universe. And again, this is something that I will be digging into in the future in more detail. So we know that they are a imposing force and probably an organization that we will be dealing with in the game. Now, there is one other organization faction. Let's go with the words faction. That's how I started out in the beginning that we have confirmation on that I am aware of so far. And this is the Maelstrom. And you may be familiar with the Maelstrom. This I, I haven't found a specific post from uh, the Cyberpunk Twitter on them like the other ones that have come out. But we do know that they will be in the game. And I'm going to pull this from the Fandom.com wiki article on the Maelstrom. It says here, Maelstrom members dress in leather and chrome, prefer visible, high-profile cyberware, and in general appear primitive and dangerous. Fully a third of them are clinical cyber psychos, and another third of them are borderline. Back when they were metal warriors, they held on to a code of honor. But when Hammer, their leader, was thrown out, the code of honor went as well. Now, they will attack anyone. If you are being chased by the Inquisitors, they will probably ignore you and immediately attack them instead. But at any other time, you will be a threat. They claim a turf near the docks and are based in an abandoned building there. The area is volatile because many of the businesses in this area covertly support solos and some corporations. The gang realizes this and excludes those businesses from their protection racket. In the past, most of their crimes have been small time, but their hunger for expensive new cyberware and drugs is pushing them to attack larger targets. The, like those that serve the solos and the corporations. So the area is primed to erupt in a bloodbath. This sounds like many of the, and this is a video game, right? Cyberpunk 2077 is a video game. And in a video game, you need bullet fodder. Let's just call it that. You need enemies that you can take down that are unambiguously dangerous and you have absolutely the right to be killing them. This sounds like that. A bunch of cyber psychos who are out there to make more for themselves and pretty much will attack anyone on site. Absolutely dangerous. And if we're talking this gray spectrum, they are way, way, way on the dark side of the gray spectrum, pretty much in the black. So let's just go with that for them. Now, this article did mention the Inquisitors. And although I haven't seen a confirmation that the Inquisitors specifically will be in 2077, I would be surprised if they're not. And it says here in the fandom wiki, as much as a cult as a gang, the Inquisitors hate all forms of cyberware, considering it to be evil and blasphemous. They rely only on training and bioware enhancements. They're at war with every other gang in the city. Pretty much everyone hates them and most will kill them on sight. So it makes sense. The Inquisitors and the Maelstrom are at complete opposite ends of the spectrum, and they seem to be anti-cyber everything. So therefore, any gang out there that uses any cyber anything is 
in their sights. And I can't imagine an organization like this being able to survive very well in a situation where they're up against everybody and they also don't have the benefits of cyber augmentations. But maybe the bio enhancements help support that or or maybe they're supported in other ways by other organizations that prop them up in order to be a thorn in in the side of the kinds of gangs and people out there that they're up against. So I have a feeling we're going to see more about them as well. So it's kind of like a hidden extra faction in there that we might find out more about. Now, this isn't for sure. This isn't a complete list of every faction we're definitely going to see. I would expect that we're going to see others. These are the ones that have been highlighted so far, mostly by CD Projekt Red. So stay tuned. We might have more updates in the future about other factions and other things going on in the city. And maybe these are the ones that are more highlighted in the story. But some of these other factions do show up in the background. We're just going to have to wait to find out more about that. So to uh, wrap up this episode, let's talk about the poll that I put out there. Actually, I've got two polls to discuss. The first one was the one I mentioned. How far would you go with augmenting your body? And the options I put out there on the Twitter account were first none, pure human. That's it. And we're talking cyber ox. So you can maybe do some bio enhancements, but for the most part, pure human, no, no hardware. That only got 5.9% of the vote. Not, not a big surprise. Then we have just a few important ones. 44.1% of the vote. So most people, almost half, would, would give themselves a few little updates. Also, makes sense. The next one, lots, let's go exotic, got 26.5%. So that's a considerable amount. And here's the one that really surprises me. And I don't know if all of these were serious, but the final result says all in full Borg for me. And that got 23.5%. And maybe people are answering this from a gameplay perspective. Like they want to just upgrade the heck out of their, their bodies or min maxing their gameplay. That would make sense. But with cyberpsychosis being a thing, going full Borg is kind of like losing yourself. So it's, it's hard for me to believe that almost 24% of the population is okay with that. That seems a little high, but again, maybe this is just from a gameplay perspective. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. If you want to share anything, then please hit me up on Twitter or on the discord and let me know. Now we've got one other poll and I forgot to mention this last week. I did a poll asking if when the game comes out, you're going to be a male V, a female V or other, because you can pick exactly what you want in this game. And again, the the results are, are interesting. Male V, 51.4%. That makes, makes sense. I, I have a feeling the majority of the people who are filling out these polls and are, you know, focused on games that are violent and high intensity, there's probably a majority male audience to that. Um, 37, and, and, and sorry to go back, and, and also men, much of that male audience is probably going to want to inhabit something that feels familiar to who they are, although many of them will want to play somebody else. So so we get a diversity of results. Female V, 37.1%, significant amount. Then we have other, 11.4%. And that again, that surprises me. That's, that's higher than the part of the population that would define themselves as being other than male or female. So that 
is kind of a pleasing surprise that there is a large percentage of the audience out there that is interested in role playing something that is not traditional male or female. And I think that says something about the progress of society. I, you know, that, hey, maybe I want to try out a completely different experience than what is a traditional experience of either male or female. So, very interesting stuff. I'd love to, again to hear your opinions about this stuff. Thank you for tuning in and stay tuned for our next episode next week where we'll dive into more news or lore. It turns out we have another lore episode this week. Maybe we'll hit up on some of the news. All right. As always, stay safe in Night City. I'll talk to you guys later. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This show is a part of the Robots Radio Network, smart podcasts for interesting people. If you'd like to help support the show, please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to get in contact, please send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at cyberpunklore. Also, join the community on the Robots Radio Discord. The link is in the show notes. The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Hey friends, this is Robots, the creator of the Robots Radio podcast network and host of the two original shows on the network, the Fallout Lorecast and the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. These two shows have rocketed up the iTunes charts. They both together have over 155 star reviews in only a couple of months with bite-sized episodes that take you step-by-step through the background of the games and the game worlds. They're thought-provoking, well-produced, and a lot of fun. I recommend you go check them out at robotsradio.net or on any podcast reader podcatcher whatever you use itunes spotify again that's the fallout lorecast and the elder scrolls lorecast available everywhere since the dawn of time there have been storytellers who teach through their stories these myths give rise to fundamental truths and these truths shape our collective experience yet these myths are not something of the past and today they engage us more fully in the story itself video games allow us to live the lives of our favorite myths my name is Blue Crew 86, host of Focus Fire Chat, and I want to invite you to explore our modern-day myths with us. Join with us as we explore the stories, the mythologies of the Destiny franchise, as well as other games. Let's explore together. Are you a fan of Elden Ring? Are you confused about the lore as pretty much everyone else? We've got you covered. Check out the Elden Archives a lore podcast that helps to explain every little confusing detail about the lands between. Things like what exactly happened on the Night of the Black Knives, or what we really know about characters like Nicola. Just like the show you're listening to now, we're on the Robots Radio Network, so you know it'll be good. Wondering how to find the show? Easy. Either go to robotsradio.net or search Elden Archives on whatever podcatcher you're using right now. Bookmark the show for later, and we'll see you in the lands between. Again, that's the Elden Archives, a FromSoft Lorecast, available everywhere.